630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. I greatly appreciate you tuning in tonight. Late in the second period, Detroit and Winnipeg tied 1-1. Gagne shorthanded in the first period for Detroit. 10th of the season. Shifley with the reply in the second period. His 27th. 11 minutes left in the second period in Washington. Capitals leading the Lightning 3-2. Ovechkin has his 43rd of the season there. Five minutes into the second period in St. Louis. Blues up 1-0 on Seattle. Robert Thomas with the goal. Coming up later, a couple of games of interest to your Edmonton Oilers. Canucks at Golden Knights. Flames at Ducks. The Canucks uh, are well out of it now at this point, so you're hoping for them to uh, beat Vegas and take a couple points off the Oilers' magic number to clinch. And if you still have designs on Edmonton tracking down Calgary for first in the division, which I think is going to be tough, even though it's uh, four points, Calgary does have two games in hand, then you're pulling for the Ducks to pull off the upset there. Oilers and Kings tomorrow, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. We're going to have the face-off show at 7 and another late one game at 8.30. The Oilers are home on Saturday for a showdown with the mighty Colorado Avalanche. That one's going to be fun to watch. I can also tell you this morning, well, the game started in the morning, finished early afternoon. It was uh, the Bakersfield Condors winning in overtime 3-2 against the San Jose Barracuda. That's the Oilers farm team with a victory. They have clinched a playoff spot. And for more on that game, a guy who had a goal and an assist today, Edmonton native Condors forward James Hamblin checking in. James, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for checking in tonight on the heels of one of the, uh, I don't know what you guys call it there in Edmonton, the Boyle Kings call it the hockey hooky game, but you had the game with uh, the school kids there today for the Condors. What's the vibe like when it's a very young audience for the game? Uh, it's it's cool. I actually played one of those hockey hockey games against the Oil Kings when I was in junior. Um, it's it's kind of funny because the kids they they're really loud and they cheer the whole time. I don't know if they exactly know what they're cheering for, but uh, it's always a fun time. So. I, I attended a couple Oil Kings hockey hooky games along the way as well, and there's definitely a different sort of noise pitch and a different volume. And I think you're right. I think they're just excited not to be in school regardless of what's happening on the ice. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you And you guys won the game. Uh, tell me about this overtime win over San Jose today. How, did, how was the flow? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we, we need those two points moving forward. Everything's kind of huge for us if we want to uh, have home ice. So, uh, we would have liked to uh, win it in regulation, but uh, we'll take the overtime win, that's for sure. Goal and an assist for you. Uh, was this one of your better games of the year, do you think, or how do you rate it? Uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a good game for me. I don't know where exactly I'd rate it compared to other games this year, but uh, anytime you can uh, get a goal in this league, you, you got to be happy. So uh, I'm definitely happy with that. And then I, the win again, too, is uh, is the most important. So happy with that, too. I believe the game started at 10:30 local time. That would probably usually be when you guys would be having a morning skate. How, did yeah. that affect your routine at all? What was it like actually playing a game that early? Yeah, it's it's a little different. It definitely throws your routine off. You kind of you wake up and you don't really know what to eat, and uh, you don't know when to kind of get to the rink if you should get there earlier or later. So. Uh, it definitely throws things off, but uh, for me personally, I kind of I kind of like it because then you get the rest of your day to uh, re- recuperate and, and do whatever. So it was fun. 
Okay, good stuff. Uh, big story for you, but about a month ago, you got an entry-level contract with the Edmonton Oilers. What did that mean to you? Uh, it, it meant the world. It's it's kind of that next stepping stone um, to the journey of trying to play in the NHL. So uh, it was a big uh, day for myself, for my family. Uh, I definitely don't get there without uh, the support of so many people along the way. So uh, it wasn't a just big, it wasn't just a big day for myself. It was a, it was a big day for everyone around me. How far do you think you've come in the last couple of years? And, and like you referenced, you played in the WHL. You had a great career there. Maybe there was a bit of a crossroads. Are you going to go pro? Or are you going to do something else? Like, uh, tell me about some of the uh, some of the steps you've made over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think it's a mindset of just sticking with it. And I know what the goal is in my head, and it's never changed for me, uh, no matter kind of the circumstances. Uh, it's definitely been some roadblocks along the way. Um, even if you just think COVID and stuff, what that did and, um, having to battle through that. And, but I'm, I'm kind of proud of what I've been able to accomplish so far. And, uh, the goal is not done. I still haven't played in the NHL yet, but, uh, signing the contract was definitely a, a stepping stone and in, in the right direction. What do you think some of the biggest strides, uh, as a player you've been able to make here in the last couple of years? Uh, a little bit of confidence with the puck, being able to, uh, to kind of make plays and stuff. Um, playing at the pro level too is a lot different than playing in junior. So I think I've done a good job of, of learning how to play a pro game and uh, learning how to have a role on a team, which is again, another big thing when you get to the pro level uh, and something that I'll, I'll have to do if I want to someday play for the Oilers is just trying to find that role uh, on the Oilers. Um, so I think that's something that I've done really well. James Hamblin from the Bakersfield Condors joining us tonight on Inside Sports. You, you mentioned, you know, the the family and and people who have supported you. I, I hope we can go down that road a little bit. Like, who specifically are some of the biggest influences on your career? Would you say? Uh, my parents, for sure, they come number one. Um, my probably my mom first. She she passed away a couple of years ago, so uh, she's always she's always kind of you know, in my heart. And I think about her all the time. Um, but, uh, it, the list goes so far. It's hard to single people out. Um, I don't want people to feel left out, I guess, but, uh, I mean, some important people, like I said, my parents, my, my sister has been there for me all the way. Um, my girlfriend, uh, she's been there as well. Um, I have my billets down a mess and hat that uh, helped me through some tough times in, in junior and, and going through the passing of my mom and stuff like that. So uh, those people definitely have to be mentioned. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are, are proud of you and, and I, I can tell you got a great attitude and you're focused on getting better every day and maybe one day cracking the Oilers lineup, which is pretty cool. Growing up in Edmonton as a kid, were you uh, an Oilers fan or, or who, what athletes did you look up to when you were growing up here? Yeah, I was a, I was a big Oilers fan. Uh, we used to have season tickets when I was growing up. So it's definitely, it's a special feeling. Um, I got to kind of train and stuff in the, in the summer at Rogers place. So just being able to be at the rink and in the Oilers room, it's, you almost pinch yourself every day. Um, I had some, some favorites growing up. I, Ladislav Schneid, I guess, uh, Hemsky, Orkoff, um, those were kind of my my mains. Ryan Smith, uh, there's a lot of guys like that. George the Rock, Rafi Torres, uh, kind of list goes on. I guess when I was growing up, I used to love those guys. I think you were seven in 2006. What's your memory of the going to Game Seven of the Cup Final? Uh, I actually I didn't get to go to the 
uh, was it the cup final? I can't remember. I did get or to just, go to a playoff just of game wa- there. Just of watching it all, I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, obviously I'm seven, I, or I was seven. I don't remember uh, a crazy amount, but I do remember being able to go to one of those Stanley Cup playoff games. I just remember it was a, a really cool atmosphere. Um, everything was super loud. Probably when I was seven, it was almost a little bit intimidating, but uh, uh, I used to love just going to Oiler games. Yeah. Well, you probably weren't spending much time on White Ave when you were seven anyway. I hope not. <laughs> not, not on White Ave, no. Stayed, no. You stayed away from all that. Well, that's uh, that's really cool. Uh, Jay Woodcroft was your coach with the Condors. Now he's up with the Oilers. Tell me a little bit about Woody and his impact on you. Yeah, Woody's had a huge impact. He he gave me a chance last year uh, to to grow my game. Um and uh, he he has trust in me, which is great. He has trust in me at the AHL level. Um, obviously, to, to get to the NHL level, I need to build trust with him there. But uh, uh, he's just been a super positive guy with me. And like I said, he gave me a chance. So uh, I'm really thankful for that. I want to ask you about one of your, your teammates, because as you probably know, a lot of people are keeping an eye on this young man, uh, Dylan Holloway. What can you say about him so far? Yeah, he's, he's a really nice, he's a really good guy. Um, I'm, I have the pleasure of rooming with him uh, on the road, so I've gotten to know him pretty well. Uh, he's uh, as skilled as can be, or as skilled as they come, uh, and I think he's got a bright future. He's, uh, he's a really talented kid. Yeah. All right, we're going to have uh, some fun with you here to round it out, James. Uh, so you grew up in Edmonton, and now you're, you're playing in Bakersfield. Uh, besides yeah. the weather, what's the biggest differences between the two cities? Or maybe that's the... <laughs> Maybe that's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, that's tough. Um, the weather is definitely a big one. It's it's nice not having a winter, but uh, uh, I don't know. Palm trees, maybe. You well, know, palm kind trees, of, right? Both kind of blue collar cities, so it's good. What What do you like to do on an off day? Um, I'm fortunate. There's a there's a pool at my apartment complex, so I'll probably hang hang out at the pool, go in the hot tub, that kind of stuff. Okay. And, uh, and if you had family and friends down to watch a lot of games, I guess it would have been tougher traveling maybe, uh, with the pandemic last season, but what about this year? Yeah. I've, uh, I've had my sister come down for a little bit, which was awesome. It was good for her to come down and see, uh, kind of a little bit of Bakersfield. I also had, I mentioned my billet parents down in mess and hat. Um, they ended up going for a trip down here. So they got to see a game and, uh, hopefully more family can come out uh, and see some games soon. Right on. And what's your playoff? I know you guys have clinched a playoff spot. Are you just kind of looking for seating now or what's going on there? Yeah, we're trying to clinch uh, home ice right now. I think we're sitting uh, in a spot where we, we will have home ice, but uh, we're battling some other teams for it. Okay, awesome. Well, James, great game today. Sounds like you had a blast uh, playing in front of the school kids and some important games here coming up down the stretch. Thanks for taking the time to join us on Inside Sports. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again for uh, thinking of me and having me on. James Hamlin, hoping to one day play for the Edmonton Oilers, the team he grew up cheering for. Goal and an assist earlier today, his Bakersfield Condors 3-2 overtime win against the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, Barracuda, pardon me. Well, could be a fish called the Barracuda as well. What am I, a marine biologist? That'll be my next show. Inside Marine Biology with Reed Wilkins. You could literally say I'm in the tank. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Okay. Little Van Halen. That's a good song. From Twister. Best tornado movie ever. I still haven't watched Geostorm with Gerard Butler. Best tornado movie I've seen. Gotta make sure that's clear. Someday I'll watch Geostorm. Maybe I should wa- maybe we should do that someday in the summer, Kellen. When it's uh, you know the pace is a little bit different, mm-hmm. I could I could watch Geostorm during Inside Sports. Oh, that'd be like phenomenal! I said, I'd have to have the sound down. Yes, of course. But that could be interesting to get my live reactions to Geostorm. I believe the kids call that a watch along. Uh, right, but they're probably not hosting a radio show. <laughs> well, maybe they do podcasts. Like well, they do podcasts and Twitch streams, and I you could li- I could watch Geostorm and live tweet it. My, yeah. I don't know if anybody would really <laughs> care, though. <laughs> Only about three people would get the joke. We got about we got fourteen listeners to the show. I don't know how many of them follow me on Twitter. Uh, at Reed Wilkins is my very unexciting account. R e i d w i l k i n s. Oh, Ed Harris is in Geostorm. That's reason to watch right there. Andy Garcia is in it. <clears throat> uh, I don't recognize any other members of the cast off the top of my head. Oh, Mayor Winningham is in it as well. I'm going to have to check it out. Okay, what were we talking? Oh, it's good to have you back, Kellen. You were away Monday. Yes. Yesterday we had a game day. We had the breaking news with Noah Phillip right at the start of our show. Um, The um, WrestleMania. Yes. The big event. We usually get you to recap it. Mm -hmm. Oh, first of all, Trent says, Hey, Reed, can you by chance give our event a shout-out? The 2022 Hockey Heroes Charity Alumni Game this Saturday in White Court. HockeyHeroesGame.com for info. Trent, I will check out that website. Is there a potential guest to have on the show? Perhaps on Friday. Well, Trent, I'll have to look into that. I will put a little flag by this email. Okay, so now don't, like, it's it's three days ago, Kellen. Yes. but, But you are the wrestling expert. So as concisely as you can, okay. give us the uh, WrestleMania recap and uh, your quick review of the event as a whole. 
I thought the event as a whole was uh, one of the better ones I've seen. Um, I'd give it a a very good to excellent for both nights, actually. Um, you know, there was two nights worth of action. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin made his return uh, to a WWE ring, so we got to see him on night one uh, actually fight Kevin Owens in a uh, no-disqualification match, which was really cool. And then uh, on, second, on night two, uh, <laughs> uh, noted... Uh, um, well, noted sports personality Pat McAfee had his WWE that's debut. A, that's in the, the ring former punter, right? Of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. The former punter, in, indeed. Uh, he made his in-ring debut uh, on a uh, WrestleMania and uh, actually won his match, and then picked a fight with Mr. McMahon, who uh, subsequently, um, well, he uh, he beat up uh, Mr. McAfee in the ring there. So. <laughs> That's Vince McMahon. That's right. Uh, all How 76. He he's gonna be, isn't he must be in his 70s by now. 76 years old, Reed. And he still goes in and, and does pro wrestling. Uh, he did over the weekend. <laughs> is he in incredible? Because I know he was. Uh, he's a bodybuilder, is he not? Is he yes. still in pretty good shape? Yep. Oh, yeah. He's still got, like, the, his arms would make, you know, most 20-year-olds jealous, I think, <laughs> What the, the definition on his his arms. But, man, uh, yeah, it was, like, a, a very solid, uh, you know, weekend of action. It was great. And where was it again? Dallas, Texas at the uh, big AT&T Stadium. Oh, in uh, Jerry World or whatever they call Jerry it? Jerry World, okay. yep. Uh, now, how goes... many WrestleManias have you been to? I know uh, you didn't go this year. How I many have you been to? Yeah, uh, in person, I've been to three. So I've been to the first one in New Orleans in 2014. I did Orlando in 2017, and my most recent one was uh, New York in 2019. I might be looking at going to the next one next year because it's at the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we appreciate the uh, update, Kellen, mm-hmm. especially for people like me who really don't know what's going on in wrestling. There we go. Uh, what do we have written in tonight? Does Mike Smith have a goal? That's from Doug. Yes, he does. Uh, I got to double check the date, but he does have a goal. And Connor types in and says, I'm, I'm not sure if this is McDavid or not, but uh, he asks if... Uh, what we saw last night with the winning goal, is that something teams would practice a lot during the season, or was that kind of more of a, hey, spur of the moment type thing? That's a good question. I think that, I, I don't think they would practice that specific play. But well, what did McDavid say in his post game that Smitty's been saying for several years, I got to get you a breakaway someday. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it was it would have been something that probably when Smith caught the puck, he wanted to do, and Connor was probably aware he might try to do it. I don't think that they would practice that particular play, though. I think there's just an awareness that for by Smith that he's got the fastest player in the league on the ice, and by McDavid that he's got a swashbuckler of a goaltender who wants to get involved and keep the play alive. I have never seen them specifically practice breakaway passes though from goalie to player very good uh mike smith i believe his goal was in october 2013 hang on don't go to break yet kellen i got the list of goalies who scored a goal uh october 19th 2013 and, and smith actually shot at the length of the ice since then only one goaltender has scored pecorine january of 2020 and he shot it so i mean a large portion of the goalie goals about half are 
credited to goalies. Uh, they're actually own goals by the other team. So, right. yes, that is Mike Smith's goal. Would be cool if he scored one with the Oilers. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.